Hey guys, this is Melissa Carcace and welcome back to the show. I am so excited because this is actually my very first anchor interview with Ivan Kwan. Hey, Kwan. Yeah, Kwan. that's close enough. You know what happens to me all the time with the Carcace thing, so I get it. I'm sorry about that. Um, funny story, I met Ivan through the Gary Sphere and Ivan and I kind of had coffee a week ago, I would say. Is that kind of yeah, when we met? a week or two ago. And he, this is his creation. His idea was for me to do this podcast to talk about people in the entertainment industry. So it's just fitting that I have Ivan as my first guest. So we are actually in the ESPN studios in LA, LA Live, which is really exciting. I just had a tour. Um, we're also videotaping this right now. So you guys will also see what this, where we are and what this all looks like. Um, maybe get some B-roll. I don't know if they'll allow us to do that, but we're going to try. Um, so Ivan has a really cool job. Ivan, tell everybody yeah. kind of like what you do here at ESPN. Thanks, Melissa. Um, what I do here, the technical term is called a content associate within our sphere. But in summary, I'm pretty much a producer on the show Sports Nation, mm -hmm. which is like a show that runs on ESPN Monday through Friday. We're like a talk, debate, slash entertainment show. So we talk about the hot topics in sports. We'll have an occasional guest. We'll do funny you know, games or whatever mm -hmm. um, fits our show. And um, we show like a lot of internet video that you might see, whether it's like bloopers, people falling down and stuff like that. Um, we're an hour show that airs on ESPN Monday through Friday. and. I am a part of the team that helps put it, puts it together. Whatever you see on TV, like we're the ones that we have our hands on that. That is so, so cool. Mm -hmm. So you showed me your desk earlier. Yeah. And it's kind of, well, first of all, where his desk, where his desk is at is pretty insane. There's like a bunch of people that are just watching TV and writing and creating. I mean, it's insane. But in your desk, you showed me all how you kind of like edit everything, put the commercial breaks and all that. Is that confusing? Like, how does, how do you even like prepare for like the day? Like, that's kind of like... Yeah, so, so the environment that Melissa is talking about is kind of like if you've ever watched like an episode of the newsroom. That's mm -hmm. what we call it, and that's what it is. It's, it's a newsroom. There's no cubicles and stuff. It's just a bunch of desks with a lot of monitors. Um, as far as whether or not it's confusing, I think when I came in and when I first started, I've been with the company close to five years now. Like, I had experience in editing, but like putting a show together was all unfamiliar to me. So yeah. looking at what we call a rundown to put the show together was like, a different language you know mm -hmm. something that I hadn't seen before but as with any industry as you continue to learn the nuances of it like I'm sure I probably couldn't look at a script the way you do <laughs> I'm like it just looks like a bunch of words who yeah. reads what and all that stuff so after some repetitions like you get familiar with it like anything else that's awesome so when we talked for the first time First of all, I have to thank you because it's kind of amazing this idea that you've planted in my brain. Uh -huh. So I'm like really excited that we're doing this and um, and excited to kind of showcase what where you actually work, which is interesting. Um, so take me back a little bit as to how you kind of like I know you're a big sports fan, but how was it always your dream to work at ESPN? Was it what was sort of like your initial dream growing up, and um, and kind of what you want to do in the future as well? Yeah. Um, so when I was a story similar to Gary's like I was in high school and I played sports and stuff and then I just realized I'm probably not good enough to like to play professional sports What'd but you I play? I played basketball okay yeah I played a lot of basketball um, and I was like I'm not gonna be an NBA player I'm not fast enough I'm not tall enough you know I'm not big enough <laughs> and I was like well I still want to be involved somehow how can I still be involved <clears throat> I went to um, college and studied journalism and communications and I was like okay like this is the route I'm gonna take. Did internships with like local news stations, and um, 
after I graduated, I didn't have a job like in the sports realm. So with the contacts that I made, I started a blog at that time. I think it was like 2011 and I would just one man team it. You know, I would use the contacts I have, go to like red carpet events or anything like that, interviewing athletes, not necessarily their games, but like the charity events, Mm -hmm. the fun things that they did outside of the, the court in the field. And we would just put those YouTube videos on our website, on our blog, and it gained some traction, but it also allowed me just to kind of stay like in the world of it. In the sports world. Yeah, so I didn't lose touch with anything I was doing. Eventually an opportunity came where I was able to work at ESPN and, um, you know, I don't know what it was that helped, but I'm sure the internships with a combination of, Mm -hmm. you know, taking initiative to start my own blog and having experience in those skill sets, like, you're right. It all, it all, it all came together. Okay, so we're gonna jump right back in. You were right about this five minute mark. So give us a second while we. Okay, so now we're back. <laughs> I've been listening. There was no break at all. Yeah, there was no break. There's no ad or commercial break. Ivan was right. He actually did tell me that there was a five minute mark. I was like, no, there isn't. It's four hours. He's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's five minutes. He was right. I think I owe you something. Maybe I should treat you to lunch. Do you like Katsuya? It's right across from here. That's true. You don't owe me anything. You don't want to have sushi I with me? Share, I just want to share my information <laughs> with everyone. I was denied. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so we were talking about, yeah, about your internship and your blog and all that. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I struggled with, um, you know, it's funny because I, all I wanted to do was be an actress when I was growing mm-hmm. up. And I used to watch the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards every single year. And Amanda Bynes won one year and she said, you know, always follow your dreams and never give up. Yeah. And I was probably like 12 or 13. And I remember screaming at the TV and I was like, I'm trying and I'm not giving up and I haven't done anything. Uh-huh. So I, one of the one of the main reasons of doing this podcast as well is to not necessarily give a step by step as to how you get a job in ESPN or how you become an actor per se, because I'm a big believer as to everybody's journey is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important to kind of say, hey, this is kind of what I did, and maybe some other ideas of how you can do it. Do you have any sort of like thoughts on that? Yeah, like I think at the end of it there's always a skill set that you have that you enjoy doing that you're good at and the two fuse together right and there's probably a job out there that calls for those skills and I think a lot of times you're like cool I want to work in sports but you may not necessarily know exactly what the job is you know that there's probably something but like you don't know that existed or there's something in the entertainment television you know movie realm that's probably fits your skills but you don't know what it is so I think by us doing this it maybe like gets you thinking a little bit like you could come in and do an internship at ESPN but maybe you realize like I'm not good at editing nor do I enjoy this but Mm -hmm. through your internship you saw that like there's a job out there that people write scripts and you know you're a really good writer or you know set designing like is a job like but you didn't know like what they called that so I think more than anything like just do try different things and that will open up it's kind of like when you're in college and they're like oh you have to take your ge classes like mm-hmm. why did they tell you to do that in hopes that you would find like your interest yeah, your interest yeah. yeah so i feel like a part of that sticks true with the professional career world as well so would it be safe to say to i guess try internships in different so if you want to be an espn or something or, or in this realm i guess of sports it's sort of internships and figure out those opportunities to see where you fit in within the company is that so that is what you did you did the internship first um i didn't necessarily do an internship for espn but yeah i did it for local news stations and then once i was like okay cool this is kind of the realm and the world that the avenue i want to go into like 
it helped, you know, and some people it takes longer and some people not as long. Um, Mm -hmm. We obviously connected through the world of Gary and that's what he always says is that just try, do, do, do different things. Like if you're not sure what your passion is and that's the only way you can really figure it out. Yeah, totally. You know, it's it's interesting because a lot of people don't know this. When I, like I said earlier, my dream was always to be an actress. And when I actually got the chance to do it, I wasn't 100% happy. And that was really scary because it was a 10-year process to achieve that goal. And once I achieved it, I was like, something is not right. And I realized that I missed producing and creating content and having a business. And so after the show was wrapping up, I was like, I need to go full force back into that because that's ultimately what makes me happy. Yeah. Um, but I tried editing too. Man, do I hate editing. Do you edit at all? Um, what we do here is like minor editing. Like okay. we cut clips and stuff like that. So we're getting the gist of everything and then we send all our stuff to editors who will like make sure the audio is good, make sure the video is color corrected and stuff. So we're kind of like the first step of editing. Got it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I guess you would say the foundation of the clip or you know so you guys just set it up we're piecing it together we're putting the puzzle together but we're not necessarily like finalizing it do you find that in sports it's the same as as in my business where you're telling stories right so every single article or every single clip that you guys put out you're trying to find what is the story here yeah like especially nowadays like people are so drawn to stories right Mm -hmm. so whether that's setting up the storyline that's what we do in ESPN and that's what Sports Center does. Like they try to tell stories. The fact that like, you know, this guy is thirty years old but, you know, never made it to the league but mm-hmm. finally he has a shot and he made it. Or you is know that true? Does that, does that happen? It happens all the time. Oh and gosh, that's and then there's people that like, you know, they are really good and they get injured and it looks like their career is over, but then they have that, you know, comeback moment in time where they come back from injury and still can perform at high levels. It happens all the time. Or just the day-to-day, like, what is, what is that like? Yeah, so pretty much, yeah, so when you wake up in the morning, and yeah. I won't say what you do after that, when you get in the car and drive to work, <laughs> walk me through kind of what Ivan's day is like. Of course, so we come in, um, just the way that our show is, we come in pretty early, we come in at like 6 a.m., and, you know, we're going through blog sites, we're going through Twitter, all the news outlets, we're getting all the news that happen in the evening because sports happen in in the evening Mm -hmm. and we're trying to figure out like what are the hot topics what are those storylines that we want to talk about we're creating television that's engaging to watch so we'll pick this story that we feel like you know that our host would be really good on and they could have a good debate or discussion about it Mm -hmm. and we'll slot that into the show at the same time we're looking for a funny video like I told you we do a lot of internet video so we're scouring through like social media and stuff like that seeing if there's something there that we can pull and put in our show as well. So that's what we're doing kind of like in the morning and throughout the day. And then we'll we'll have a call with our host and talk to them and kind of get their viewpoints on a certain topic. Because say we may think it's good, but then our hosts are actually the ones that are talking about it on air. If they're not good on it, that really doesn't mean anything. So they won't use it? Sometimes like we may oh, think wow. it's sometimes we may think something's good, but then like we'll have a phone call with them and we'll be like, Oh, what about this story? And they're like uh, like, yeah. I don't really feel a certain way about it, so we'll scrap it. But then there could be the reverse. Like, we could have a story that's, like, not that big, but they have a really strong position on it, and that could make the show. Mm-hmm. So we're piecing it all together, and that's kind of what happens. And then we're finding video to complement it, and we're finding statistics to complement it. So you're not just looking at people on screen the whole time. You know, there's video that engages you. There's stats that engage you and all that other stuff. That is 
kind of insane. <laughs> That's amazing. So you would say it's a lot of research. Just you're putting a show together. Basically, the producers put the show together, mm -hmm. give the information to the host, and then they take it away from there. How many people are in your team? Like, do you actually have a team? Good question. Um, we have a few producers. We have like a few production associates, PAs, as they call the industry. So. Um, if you don't count like the people that man our cameras, but you just mm -hmm. count the people that kind of are on our side, like on a daily, we probably have anywhere between, I don't know, six to 12 maybe, mm -hmm. right? But sort of that you guys are doing pretty much, not necessarily, not necessarily the same work, but splitting the work, I guess you would say. Right. Between the six to 12 of us, like it takes that many people to put together a one hour show. Okay. So now I have a question for you. What do you have for lunch? Um, it's weird. Sometimes things can be, them, things can get like pretty busy. Yeah. So you're lucky if you find those windows for lunch, right? Mm -hmm. But if I do, like, I'm just recently married, so we're trying to obviously <laughs> save wherever we can. So yeah. what? Honestly, I won't know sometimes until I open my lunch pail. Whatever the wife <laughs> packs me is what I have for lunch. It's whatever the wife gives you. I like that. <laughs> I actually really like that. It's hard because I mean, walking around out here. If any of you guys kind of have like an opportunity to visit LA live at some point, um, there's so many restaurants. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did notice Katsuya. That's why I was like, you want to come and have Katsuya with me later? Because yeah. like my favorite sushi spot, that and Sugarfish. Um, but you have Starbucks and there's just, I saw Wolfgang Puck. I mean, do you yeah. get to kind of sneak away and have lunch? If we do, it's on our own time usually after just because like, you know, our show airs at 1230, which is kind of like the lunchtime and usually about an hour, hour and a half before the show is kind of like when things really do start to ramp up and get more hectic. So unless I'm having lunch per se at yeah. 10 a.m., like, no, it, that's, that's so for the convenience factor, too, yeah. it, it helps like just to have my own lunch. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of work to do. That's why. You don't have much time, but it's interesting. So you said you air at 12.30, so that's 3.30. You have to be ready for the East Coast time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you air outside of the U.S. online, or how? where does your show pretty much like primarily air? Yeah, um, we're mainly in the U.S. market mm -hmm. since ESPN is there, 12.30 to 1.30 Pacific time, mm -hmm. three hours more for Eastern time. And then um, our show now, they're really pushing the ESPN mobile app. So even though you're not at a television set you can watch on your mobile devices you know and then here and there we'll pick out segments that like best the best of from the show and those will live on espn.com okay. and then every now and then i think they'll have re-airs so i don't know all those times change all the time but you could be like late at night like flip, flipping through and see our show air again earlier in the day so obviously we're millennials and we're big on tech mm -hmm. and all social media and stuff like that. How yeah. do you see the difference? So for example, this is very traditional media. This is the stuff that we've known for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think, is that impacting at all this sort of traditional business style model? Um, I'm gonna wrap it up and then go to the next one. Be right back. Okay, so how do you think that this is pretty much like traditional media going into social media, internet, all that? Mm -hmm. So. From, this is one man's opinion. I feel like that not necessarily our attention has decreased, but I just think at the medium at which people watch has fallen, right? Cable subscription have fallen. The way people watch television have fallen, but I don't think ESPN has necessarily lost any fans. I don't mm -hmm. think people that watch our show have necessarily been like, oh, I'm not a fan anymore. Mm -hmm. They just consume it differently. differently yeah. yeah, so I think whether it's our network or any other, we're all going through that tra transition together right now. And it's just kind of figuring out like, we're just 
kind of in that intersection right now. No one's like 100% converted like all mobile. You know, a lot of people still watch TV. Like even though we hear in the media that like, you know, all the numbers are falling and cable is dead. Like mm-hmm. cable's not dead. It's still around, but it is decreasing. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because like Sports Center, right? I feel like everybody watches Sports Center. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a sports fan to a certain extent. I I'm not, I cannot carry on a conversation about stats or any, I mean, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Um, but I've seen, you know, Sports Center every once in a while. I think that the brand of ESPN, which makes it so great, is that it's such a well known brand and people know and trust the information that they're given. Um, so I feel like, I guess what I was wondering is more so the higher ups or even people within like your community here that work are they kind of noticing the change and saying like getting more creative finding solutions as to how they can continue to engage the audience right i think they are like more recently like you see what youtube is doing that they're offering pretty much like youtube tv you can sign up for a subscription and get your tv that way like pick out a few channels um it's only been a few weeks now but espn said that like they made an announcement that they're going to do like an ESPN subscription package okay. so that's good for people that have cable that may not, not necessarily be sports fans because mm-hmm. they don't have to pay top dollars for sports but the people that are like I'm willing to pay whatever the X amount happens to be when that information comes out to be able to have ESPN in my pocket and mm-hmm. just watch at any time because I'm paying for cable right now and it's like I don't watch the Discovery Channel or National yeah. Geographic and all that stuff so I know, because, I mean, I remember, too, even there's certain packages that have, like, all these extra sports stuff mm-hmm. that you can pick and choose. But I always felt like ESPN was such, like, a standard within a cable package, right. which is which is interesting, because even if you watch it or not, it's still there. Mm-hmm. And so now, it, like, with YouTube, what they're doing where you can pick your channels, which is something so interesting, it's almost like, well, are they going to still get those sort of, like, eyeballs on them? Or how do networks even, like, not just ESPN, but all the networks, traditional mm-hmm. networks how are they going to be able to compete? Because if I just watch E! all the time, or Bravo, right. I'm only going to pick those two. I'm not going to pick everybody else. So it's yeah. it's just become so interesting and a little bit complicated. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, what's really cool is that, I mean, I've seen so many of people our age out there, mm-hmm. which I feel like you guys have some sort of voice, I'm sure, where you can kind of give your opinion with your bosses or higher-ups to kind of say, hey, we have these ideas that maybe we can expand on is that sort of a a collaborative effort here Um, i think like espn is such a large company Mm -hmm. so you know we're kind of producing television we could have like a mind like a a say here there and stuff like that but ultimately i think it's just more of like the trend moving and Mm -hmm. eventually turning over it's just a matter of time and stuff like that you know we may not be the first people at it Mm -hmm. but it's okay like ESPN's a large enough company that they can kind of allow other people to kind of taste the water a little bit and experience, experiment with it, and then we can see, like, what works and doesn't, and then they, they can make their it. decision. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So I use social media a lot for networking. Do you do the same, like, whenever you want to meet people or you are just like, you know, I want to collaborate, mm-hmm. do you do that as well? Yeah, more than ever. Yeah, like, more than ever, like, within this past, like, two years. like. Yeah whether it's Instagram or Twitter, like we're talking, we're talking not about my job anymore, but just like personally, like exactly. that's how we connected. Like that's how like I connect with a lot of other influencers and mm-hmm. people in the space and just meet people. And I don't think it replaces anything we do, but if anything, it just sets up the introduction for that face to face that we're having now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like one of the things that I had mentioned to you too, when we first met was I just love how collaborative everybody wants to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I really strongly believe in that 
whoever you collaborate with, like for example, anybody would be like, well, why would Melissa want to talk to somebody who works at ESPN? Mm -hmm. She has nothing to do with ESPN. Right. But it's almost like we found this common ground where we're like, you know, we should really expose kind of like what is it that you do or what other people do behind the scenes and sort of entertainment. So that's that's what I think is really cool and why we kind of clicked and connected on that. Um, but, you know, it surprised me so much, especially when I was on the show, just the hashtags of things and how everybody. So, for example, when our first season came out, our first episode came out, it really didn't do well. So we were getting a lot of negative comments on Twitter. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I was so sad. I was like, oh, no. But I'm like, I'm a person that when things are not going well, I'm like, what's the solution to the problem? I always really believe that that should always be your thought, yeah. not necessarily be sad about it or complain. Right. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to every hashtag that says every which way. And I'm going to like their comment on Twitter. And I'm just going to say, hey, <laughs> I hope you give us a chance. Yeah. Watch our show. And that really worked. <laughs> like everyone like was like, oh, the show is horrible. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh, thank you so much. Like you noticed me. I'm going to continue to watch every which way. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of went on and on and on. Mm -hmm. I feel like celebrities, athletes, anybody, even a producer, should be so much out there communicating with the audience because it gives them a sense of purpose and it kind of feels like, oh, I'm involved or my voice is being heard in some way, right. shape or form. And that's kind of what I love about social media too. What is, do you guys do that here as well? Do you guys try to kind of promote the shows in that way? Like mm -hmm. you guys as behind the scenes, not necessarily the hosts. Yeah. So you're saying me personally, mm -hmm. what am I doing to promote the show? Yeah. Um, I think there's a balance. Like I try not to like put my feed full of like you know to make it seem like I'm plugging the show plugging the show even right. though I work on it and I'm proud of the work that I do but like if there's a segment that I worked on that like is here like I'll share it on my social media yeah. like like anyone else would whether you're in whatever industry that mm -hmm. you're in um, but I also make it make it a point to when our show is live that like I'm looking at what people are saying when on Twitter when Sports Nation's mentioned, you know? It's just great instant feedback, whether we're talking about a topic or, um, you know, we have a guest on but they, they really like him or something like that. Like, really, like, we're talking sports, which is very debatable. You can take each side. So even yeah. though someone is upset, the fact that they're talking about it, like, in a way that they have a opinion mm -hmm. about it is totally fine because our hosts have defer deferring opinions mm -hmm. all the time. So the so fact that they argue with each other? Yeah, and that's what makes great TV, yeah. right? If everyone agreed on everything, it's like so boring. Cool, yeah. Exactly. Um, What's your favorite sports team? My favorite. So I'm born and raised in Southern California. Um, so I'm all diehard LA. Um, I'm LA Lakers, LA Ooh. Dodgers, but with football, like I'm a Seahawks fan. But oh, the reason for that is because their coach used to coach at USC. Okay. Right, and I like my uncle like went to USC, so I followed USC really closely. So when he um, started coaching the Seahawks and when I started really getting into football it just coincided at that time like that was my team and LA didn't have a football team so yeah. really like it's weird with the LA football world is that everyone kind of just branches out and mm -hmm. they'll have teams from all over the country like the Cowboys they have the Patriots like mm -hmm. everyone just has their team so yeah that's that's interesting. that's interesting now that we have two football teams in LA now like do people stay with their allegiance with the teams that they kind of picked or do they slowly oh, yeah. come back or do they have two teams like what are you, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I I'm gonna <laughs> stay loyal. My wife has become like an LA football fan. Okay. She's not huge, but like if she had to pick a team, like she picks the local team because she got into it later. So it's I think it, maybe it's a generation thing, yeah. right? Like if you're a kid now, like cool. Now you have your local team yeah, to cheer you have your for. Team. Mm -hmm. Does your wife watch all sports with you? No. 
I actually don't even watch all sports with me. Really? Yeah, because sometimes, like, I've had so much consumption of sports, like, in my day that I just want to break, you know? Yeah. I don't want to talk about sports when I'm at home. Some people would, and that's totally fine, but I'll pick it here and there as, like, my escapism to, like, watch a game or something like that, but definitely a lot less. I think it's just the point in life that I was at. When I was single, I used to watch so much. Like, I wouldn't miss a game. <laughs> That's crazy. I know it's, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm originally from Miami, so I guess I love all my Miami teams. I, I want to be loyal. Um, definitely more so f- basketball than football. For you? For me, mm-hmm. just because I don't understand football. Mm-hmm. I really have to make an effort to learn the game. Basketball is so easy. I mean, it's yeah. just like, I mean, it's it's self-explanatory when you watch it. Plus that he have won a lot, so that's really exciting. I loved when LeBron was on our team. I was like, yes, we got LeBron. You know, mm-hmm. it was one of those spoiled Miami Heat fans. Um, and then I like baseball. I like the Marlins. You know, we have a beautiful stadium. Have you yeah. been to our stadium at all? No. 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 I don't, it's beautiful. I don't travel too much, but I'm familiar with it. I know what it yeah. looks like. You know, the cool gadgets, the aquarium that they have behind home plate. Like, it's pretty cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, Ivan, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I'm so glad that we're friends because this is like so cool Like that I know somebody that works at ESPN. Now when I go home to Miami, I can tell all of my boyfriend's friends and all his family members that I was at ESPN. They're going to be very, very jealous. So thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. I'm glad I provided an <laughs> avenue for you to brag a little bit to I your know. boyfriend. Now I'm like super cool. <laughs> um, so can you tell everybody where they can follow you so that way, you know, will you be open to engaging if they have any questions or anything about kind of what you do? Yeah, you can always hit me up. Um, my handle is Ivan, I-V-A-N, the letter J, Kwan, K-W-A-N, on all social media platforms. Facebook, awesome. Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, etc. 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 Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you tune in next time. If you have any questions for Ivan about what he does or how you can sort of figure out your way to be in uh, sports or ESPN, mm-hmm. just hit him up. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.